I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Good evening, Lewis. Hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. And I just want to say uh, a big sorry to Jane Caro, who was going to join us for the, for the show, but she had a computer glitch and can no longer join us. And this is the second time that she's been ousted from Irrational Fear thanks to computer glitches. <laughs> I don't know exactly yeah. what's going on there. I don't know. Someone doesn't want to hear. <laughs> Someone can't handle the truth. Bill Gates can't <laughs> handle the truth. Hey, Lewis, remember when I when I found out that we were on a list of best podcasts in Australia and we were 97? Yeah. I found out I'm on another list this week. I'm, I'm in the, in the watch top. watch list? <laughs> I'm in the top 500 most influential tweeters on climate change. I'm between Shell and the United States <laughs> Department of Energy. Um, do you have any idea where that puts me? Uh, I, like between 300 and 400. 37. What? <laughs> I know. Yeah, 30, I'm like the 37th most influential person on Twitter according to, according to this list, slightly above the IPCC and the Climate Council. <laughs> yeah. Having you in between those two, I don't know if you've seen um, that, that new KFC burger where they, like, invert the fillets and the filling. It's like yes. instead of putting the good things in the, the middle, they put the um, two chicken fillets as bread and they put the filling in the middle. That's yeah. you. You're but- in the middle. You're the little bit of lettuce. You're the healthy decision and it's two unhealthy chicken fillets killing the world on either end. That's right. And, it's, you know, I'm the – put it another way, like I'm the bit you don't want in your chicken burger. Yeah, you're the pickle. Tossing <laughs> you away. Throw me away. Throw me away. I thought that was really fun. Hey, I'm recording my end of irrational fear on Gadigal land in the Euro Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra fair d***um, and Section 44. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. 
Tonight, America asks whoever the last one out of Afghanistan is to please turn out the light. And Scott Morrison ducked home to Sydney to give the headline address at the Safety for Jenny and the Girls Brunch Summit. And Western Australia records Australia's biggest ever surplus. Even that can't justify $7 flat whites. It's the 10th of September 2021 and we're all out of Kmart plates. This is a rational Fear. A Rational Fear! Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, uh, former uh, WAG, Dan Illich. It is great to have your company. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. Uh, I, I I was going to introduce Jane Caro, but I won't because she's not here. So instead, I'll introduce Blair Police. Blair Police is one of the most effective climate activists. She co-founded uh, 350.org. And she was also at a very special News Corp function 18 years ago, which we're going to talk about a little later on. Welcome, Blair, to Irrational Fear. Thank you. Great to be here. And he's been labelled as a COVID crisis actor. Does this mean he's eligible for best new talent at the Logies? It's the host of the Dead Dad Society podcast. It is comedian Mitch Garling. Mitch, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You have had quite a week. Please take Lewis and Blair through it. What what happened this week? Well, look, uh, it, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. First of all, I love the idea about best new talent for the Logie. That is great. I will write that down. <laughs> well, I've got some bad news. The Logies have been cancelled the last two years, so, you know, yeah. you know, you might have to try it again next yeah, year. or if, maybe if COVID hangs around for a bit longer, I'll go 2022 <laughs> Logies or 2023, something like that. But essentially, guys, what happened was is uh, there was a bunch of videos going around of patients in the hospital. It was filmed and released by New South Wales Health that uh, these people that had COVID, checking in on them, saying, you know, don't obviously don't get it. That's a that's a big one. But it's like uh, just checking in on them, really. And apparently, one of the guys looked like me, uh, so I started getting a lot of hate. Uh, so people people went and took my uh, acting star now profile and my name and my Facebook page and ran with it. And yeah, I copped a lot of abuse over the last uh, ten, let's say, ten days now. So just just to clarify, you're not a guy called Osama who lives in Western Sydney. No, uh, and no zero zero COVID, COVID. Uh, zero oh, oh. Osama. Um, not not Osama. Not don't have COVID. Never had it. Um, have been COVID tested twice. I don't know if that <laughs> if I need to prove that. Um, but no, <laughs> definitely don't uh, don't have it. And not not pretending to have it either is the biggest thing. I think. I mean, are there any benefits to being labelled as a COVID crisis actor? Do you get cast in more COVID crisis things? Like, you know, it's a boom industry. MEAA, letting you sign up. <laughs> I think we get, uh, I think as like, it's a bit of a, uh, what's the word, as like a benefit, friends of Gladys kind of thing. I think we get out October 16 instead of 18 <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Mitch, have you, um, have you found out any way to contact the person who you're supposed to have been? No, I haven't. I literally was thinking about that today because oh. now now the things have changed from you're a piece of shit to you guys should get together. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, that is actually is, such a good idea. Uh, this is such a weird 2021 meet cute. <laughs> it re- yeah. And it's this like there's weird. only a certain amount of people that will even appreciate the photo of him and I together. <laughs> but I'm going to hit that. Like that that group, 
They're going to love it. They're going to love this it. This is a Netflix sitcom waiting to happen. This is great. Yeah. This is, yeah, 20, 2021 version of, uh, was it Perfect Strangers with like Bronson Pinchot? Do you remember that? Like the, so now nah, I've absolutely, I thought that was going to hit. I thought that reference was so hot. <laughs> Coming up later, we're going to chat with Bear, please, about uh, News Corp and how they're moving from a climate change denier to being a climate change action hero, but for whose benefit? Before then, here's a message from this week's sponsor. There's only one airline that can fly you to vacation in Hawaii while your home is ablaze. There's only one airline that can fly you to discover your family's history on the other side of the world while families at home are being made history. And there's only one airline to help you secretly see your loved ones in another city when everyone else is only allowed to travel three miles from home. Fly the entitled skies, where tone-deaf headphones are complimentary. How good are you? Very good. You're the best Prime Minister ever. The only airline where you don't have to put your seat up, if you don't want to. Entitled Airlines. Direct flights now available from Canberra to a place where they filmed The White Lotus. <laughs> this week's first fear, Guy Sebastian apologises for posting a pro-vaccination vaccination campaign to his Instagram but refuses to apologise for Angels Brought Me Here. I would never tell people what to do when it comes to what they put in their body, Sebastian said in an Instagram post. At the same time, Sebastian's wife immediately deleted several posts of her own telling people that they should be putting Nature's Way Vita gummies in their bodies. <laughs> I don't know. I've done my own research here and according to several sources on the internet, Nature's Way Vita gummies are incredibly delicious. So fearmongers, has Guy Sebastian let us down here? Mitch Garling? Look, uh, I'm not sure if he's let us down as such. I think there seems to be a lot of questions about uh, like we're thinking, we're talking about Guy, we're talking about Jules. A lot of this, these two seem to be coming <laughs> up. But the problem that I have is that once again, no one is giving any respect to Nolsey. No one has brought up <laughs> Nolsey at any point. No one has even asked how he's doing, what he thinks. Does he take vitamins? Yeah. We, we don't know. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And he's sitting there going, What about me? It isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> It was the first thing I did, Mitch. At the moment I saw the Guy Sebastian story, the first thing I did was go straight to Nolsey's Instagram just to see if he'd made any comment. His Instagram is like genuine, pure country dad energy. It's just like, here's, a, here's my new truck, here's a roast lamb, here's the sheep that I uh, was raising for the last three years before I turned it into this roast lamb. It's amazing. <laughs> Guys... A video did have a, a strong kind of hostage feel about it. Like he really felt like he was being held hostage by a whole bunch of his his fans for promoting vaccines. Yeah. I mean, he said in he said in this video, and I think it's interesting. There are personal circumstances that everybody has to consider when it takes the vaccines. I, what are these personal circumstances? It is so hard to kind of even fathom mm. what those personal circumstances are. You know, things like belief in science. Big stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but Blair, I mean, Blair, that's, that's actually, I, I feel like that's it because he's a large part of his audience are really hugely Christian and there's like all these rumours about uh, about uh, stem cells and fetuses being used in these vaccines and that's the personal circumstances. Just say it. Just say it, guy. Yeah. Put it out there. Exactly. Let us know how crazy you are. It's or so if, funny, if like, you're going to, you know, circle around trying to not nail it down one way or the other, you know, 
the the apology after for the apology of the apology, he seemed largely confused at the end of it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so amazing because he between this and the apology he had to make for um being like Scott Morrison's uh sort of show pony for the uh, announcement of the funding for performing artists. It's now at a point where most Australians are more familiar with his public apologies than his songs. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I really liked. I really liked his 2019 apology. Yeah, uh, his 2022 <laughs> apology tour is pretty good. <laughs> when there is the Aria Award for best compilation of public apologies, he is absolutely going to romp that in. I'm really enjoying what Man with the Dominant Claw on YouTube has said. What happened to not getting advice from some guy on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> There's that whole thing going around that he's patient zero anyway because uh, mm. of the, the Instagram photos of him in Wuhan in late 2019. Oh, like, my so, God. Is this, is this true? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, kind of, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Like, I mean, now the, now the anti-vax stance kind of makes sense. It's like you don't want to ruin your own work kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, you're not wrong, Dan, about that video. The the photo that Mitch is talking about, like it's obvious, it's incredible. But the the it's so good. The captions that he puts on it are so perfect. It's him in Wu in Wuhan, and the caption is he's like, "So great to be here in beautiful Wuhan." I sure did eat some strange things. Hashtag big yeah. things coming. Like it literally yeah. couldn't be more. I I did it. Well, that is incredible. That is incredible. He is patient zero. Wow. Irrational fear. Death is horrible, but we also need to put things into perspective. There are 8 million citizens who don't have a choice in how they spend their free time. That is no way to live. Your fear is rational. Now, remember when Scott Morrison and Greg Hunt said that Australia was at the front of the queue when it came to ordering the Pfizer vaccine? Well, leaked emails have shown that the Pfizer that Pfizer reached out to the government in June last year saying, hey, uh, Australia, we've, uh, we've got some jabs. Do you want any? And then <laughs> Greg Hunt and Scott Morrison rushed to do a deal five months later. Five months later, in which time the UK and the US got in front of us Five months. Now, admittedly, it's a bit of a process uh, because Pfizer wanted to be paid in US dollars, so Treasury had to work out just how many commuter car parks they would have to convert <laughs> to buy the vaccines. Uh, fear mongers from the front of the queue to the back of the queue. I'm beginning to think that our leaders are not very good at their jobs. <laughs> what do you think? Well, Dan, I mean, the Liberal Party over the last, what, 20 years has been very adamant about not wanting queue jumpers in this country. And I do think that you've got to give it to them. They really have put their money where their mouth is. They're leading by example. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you just, can't help but wonder if any normal person had failed that badly at their job. Uh, and yet they're still in there. You know, not it's just one little mis major mistake, a thousand people dead after the next, but still in there. No accountability. <laughs> no, and you can't. We can't get rid of them. We can't get, can't rid, of get them rid of them for another, for another few months. Yeah, the health minister or the health department just comes across as a almost as a bit of a player, or they come across as a bit of a fuckboy. If I'm being honest, like if you <laughs> playing hard to get, like, like if you look at it, it's like you know they they got Pfizer interested, they hooked them in, then they left them on red. <laughs> they were nagging. They were nagging Pfizer. Nagging. <laughs> And then five months later, they come back when there's no better options. They're coming back and they're like, Pfizer, where are you at? Like, come on, we'll have you now. Come on, just a little prick, just a little prick. Come on. Yeah. Hitting him with like a you up question mark message at 3 a.m. in the morning. Hitting Pfizer up like that.
their defense is kind of like, oh, everyone's a hindsight hero. We could all do it. And there is like 5% of that that is true. Like I do remember when the, they were talking about the vaccines and everyone was talking about like one one company is going to make billions of dollars here. And every like non-health experts, non-government experts, everyone was like, man, if I've got 100 bucks, I'm chucking it in like one medical company here just to see. Just So no one quite knew who was going to win. So there is a degree of that, like, sure, in hindsight, we didn't know. But also the idea of just, like, not showing up to a meeting with the one of the world's biggest companies when you knew that a vaccine was on the way, that 95% of it is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, in, <laughs> in a pandemic so, so. when when that's the, that's the bloody job. The only it's... way out, the only way out. And, you know, yeah. wouldn't you think when a little company... hedging your bets would be a good thing? Why not throw yeah. some effort at all three and then see which one sticks on the wall? That's actually what they should have done, Blair. It's just gotten a few professional gamblers. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> We're really good at that in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Pfizer is in lane one. Moderna is in lane two. Yeah, just gotten Bruce McAvaney to call the whole thing. It would have been gripping. <laughs> yeah, we, rather we, than we, set up the we, National COVID Coordination Committee, which basically started a, a gas pipeline, they should have just got sports bet <laughs> to give them advice. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Pfizer's, uh, we're paying them $2.50. <laughs> AstraZeneca, we're paying $1.80 to come through. Moderna coming through at $4.80. Considering some of the advice that you can find online, getting advice about vaccines from an ex-footy player is probably all right. Like, it's, it's right up there <laughs> compared to the other, you know, it's better than getting from his wife or something, which seems to be the, the thing to happen at the moment. <laughs> the response from Scott Morrison is like, there's no greater sign that someone has fucked up than hearing a politician say, "We're not looking at the past; we're looking at the future." Like if you just said, "If you said a Google alert for that sentence," every time someone has said it, just like they that have fucked up. That person should be fired. Yeah, that person yeah, should be yeah, fired. That yeah, is yeah. a fireable offence. That sentence. Irrational fear. That's a matter for the Queensland government. I mean, that's a matter for the premier. That's a matter that I'll, I'll raise with other premiers and chief ministers. That's really a question to the premier. That's a matter I'm, I'm happy to take up with the other premiers and chief ministers. Irrational fear. Now we're going to play Hang On A Sec. I'll play a video. If you want to chime in, simply say, hang on a sec, and I'll stop the tape. This week's Hang On A Sec comes from the Prime Minister's Instagram, where he's wishing us all, I guess, a are you okay day. Oh, no. A happy are you okay day. <laughs> are you okay? Are you okay day is that reminder, not just for today, but for every day, for us to check in on each other. We all have those moments. Hang on a sec. He's like really leaning over us in this point of view. Like physically he is dominating the screen. He is looking down on us like we're a little child asking for some more soup. And in a second he's going to lock us in a room and send us to our room. That's what, you know, it's very imposing here. You know, we already don't think the best of him and now he looks like some sort of like sleep demon or something just Mm. over the top of me. I feel like this angle, I feel like I've just been punched by Scott Morrison and now he's asking me if I'm okay. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, imagine that someone has put a phone on the on a table, like at probably belly button height, and then has has leaned over ominously towards the camera, kind of like a scene from the BFG. And uh, it's just like, like this man is about to blow a trumpet of evil dreams into your ear and you're never going to wake up happy again. I did like that he got three seconds in before it looked like he definitely checked a script of some sort. Yeah, yeah fully. <laughs> if you know it's an Are You OK Day video, surely when you say Are You OK for the second time, you're going to be like, oh, I'll remember that. 
I think I'm going to remember <laughs> what this sentence is uh, about. Like, yeah. it's the first, are you okay? And you're like, oh, yeah, he kind of, he phoned that in almost. But it was the second one where I was like, he re- he checked that, just he checked a script there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if he was doing this for Anzac Day and on the second day he'd gone like bland black day, he would have done another take. <laughs> we all have times when we really need someone to ask us that question and give us that invitation to be able to share how we're feeling so that can help us get through. So ask today. Ask every day. Check on your mates, your family, your friends, those you work with. Or sometimes it's just seeing someone who might be in a bit of a distress. And you've no, up. hang on a second. <laughs> a bit of stress. Let's talk to Brittany Higgins about a little stress <laughs> and how she's feeling this week. I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. Yeah. Also, just going like, you know what it's like when you your family are in a bit of distress, uh, but you're separated from borders, so you just um, you hire a jet at the taxpayer's expense, <laughs> and you pop over and you see your family and you ask them, "Are you okay?" And you should do that every day. And if you don't, I mean, become Prime Minister because it's very easy. Yeah. And you've picked that up and just ask them, are you okay? It's who we are as a country. It's what I like about Are You Okay Day. It's something very Australian. No uh, other no other, con- no other people from any other country have ever checked on the welfare of Mental anybody health. else. Yeah, yeah. The thing that Will Anderson always goes on about mateship being uniquely Australian, the whole principle, oh, there aren't any other countries in the world that have friends. Um, yeah, doesn't, that doesn't exist. It's so uniquely Australian. Mateship. The Spanish, a famously solitary people. <laughs> I also like he likes this about Are You OK Day because it's also something the government doesn't have to pay for. <laughs> it's also very like in terms of Australia like I know it's a very serious thing and it's a great thing that it exists but half the people that I know that ever say are you okay like it is it's uh it's ironic like it's never it's never genuine so I don't know it's hard to it's hard to to believe this guy when I know he has a history of being not genuine. Well, you, you pretty much had us said it's hard to believe this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could have I could have just stopped there, Blair, and I, I gave him more credit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at least but, to be fair. Well, you have to remember. You have to remember Scott Morrison is an ironic prime minister. Like uh, <laughs> everything he's done is basically ironic. <laughs> everything it's everything a- from the very start of putting his hand around Malcolm Turnbull before he rolled him to say, oh. <laughs> This is my leader. I'm ambitious for him. Can you (laughs) imagine if if Scott Morrison today sent um, Malcolm Turnbull a text saying, are you okay? Are you okay? That would would be the single funniest thing he could ever have done. (laughs) That is so funny and sad at the same time. I know it shouldn't be a day for bullying, but you would have to give a pass to that. Get away with it too. I don't have Malcolm yeah. Turnbull's number in my phone, but if I did, I'd call him right now to get him on the podcast <laughs> to find out if Scott Morrison has sent him an Are You OK text in the past. I feel like Are You OK Day is the day for Scotty to right some wrongs that, like, he could he could reach out to uh, out to Malcolm or I don't know. What was that? The guy that he the guy that he stood on his lawn when the guy had just reseeded oh, his yeah. lawn, and Scott oh, yeah. was standing on his lawn and he ruined that guy's lawn. Maybe maybe an Are You OK Day text there might be nice. How about the woman, the woman with the goat on the chain out after the bushfires where he forced him to shake hands with him in yeah. the middle of the fire? How, how are you coping right now? Have you got a house yet? You know, things like that. Yeah, or just check in on anyone who's on Nauru or Christmas Island. Unfortunately, or- Dan, um, Are You OK Day is not classically Nauruan. 
It is classically <laughs> Australian. Australian. So yeah. Yeah. it's just it doesn't yes. cross it doesn't cross waters like that. Are you okay? I hope so. And if not, there are people there who can help you. But it's not me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when he asked, "Are you okay?" and tried and tried all with all of his might to sound like a human being, it made me feel you know, like the uncanny valley in animation where things are like too too human to be fake and too fake to be human. It was mm. that was the uncanny valley of um, questions. <laughs> when he said, "I hope so," it's like, mm. "Are you okay?" I hope so, and it's like, "Oh, that's Ugh. Scotty. That's so believable." It is. It's the uh, was it Mars Attacks? It's the lady with the 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 alien that dresses up as a lady in Mars Attacks and tries to fit in, and everyone's like, "Oh, I think something's off here." Mm. That's what is happening right God. now. I'm sorry that my references are so off tonight, guys. <laughs> um, no, 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 Mars Attacks is one of my favourite films of 1998. It was really, really good, really good. You matter a great deal, and so it's important that we know if you're okay. <laughs> that's a bit sinister there. It's important to know if, if you're okay. That feels like that's coming from the AFP more than anyone else, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've read your emails. We know you're not okay, and um, we're sending the AFP around to check on you. You're listening to A Rational Fear. Public exposure sites are put back in place, especially with reopening and people going back to pubs and stuff. We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. A Rational Fear. After years of denying that climate change exists and constantly backing governments whose sole focus is to extract as much coal as possible out of the ground, <laughs> the baddies in Australian media, a.k.a. News Corp, are going to do an about-face, at least for a couple of weeks, and support net zero by 2050 targets uh, up until about COP26. And reportedly these editorials are going to be led by friend of the show, Joe Hildebrand, <laughs> to find out whether these this Amazing. is absolute bullshit or not. Not. Uh, it's a real privilege to have Blair Police here, who is the managing editor of Climate and Capital Media and is one of the most effective climate campaigners in Australia. And 18 years ago, Blair, yeah. you were at an event that was meant to change the game on Climate for News Corp forever. Talk yes. us through that. Again, <laughs> 18 years ago, sitting in a, in a room with a lot of journalists and others, activists, oh, we, all the activists were invited, of course, Pretty cheap lay of the land there. Not much on offer in terms of croissant or good coffee. Uh, but a big <laughs> announcement about this thing called One Degree. And One Degree was all about how to keep the planet at one degree of warming or less. And all the things that News Corp was, was going to commit to to reduce its emissions. And I remember sitting around next to people and everybody kind of looking at each other saying, is this a good thing? Is this, is this possibly a good thing? These people are evil. Is this a good thing? Uh, come to find out 18 years on, uh, guess what? Another announcement. This time it's net zero. That's the catchphrase of the century. Uh, and 2050, no less. By the time, you know, 2050 rolls around, you could pretty much do absolute, excuse the French, jack shit. And it would all still sound relevant to net zero by 2050. So, you know, uh, my theory is that uh, News Corp has given lessons to Scotty from announcements about how to use announcements just as a way to keep people slightly off kilter and confused while you continue to trash the planet with more information about climate denial. So why are we hearing about it now? Why is it being publicised in Fairfax oh, there's, papers There's right this now? thing called COP26 coming up in November. It's a <laughs> yeah, we know that. meeting. There's one country in the West that is the ultimate bad guy, and guess what? It's Australia. Uh, so I think there's just a <laughs> little bit of an attempt there to try and paint themselves green, uh, ride in, maybe, you know, share drinks on opening day, Rupert and co. 
uh, with the the big, the, you know, the big kind of big names that are there on the first day. There'll be kings, there'll be queens, there'll be presidents, there'll be you name it, they'll be there. Rupert probably just wants an invite. Is that is that it? Is this is that as cynical as it gets? Like Rupert actually, you know, wants to go to Glasgow in November? Probably. You know, the guy hates to miss a big event. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it also you know, just buys him space to keep doing exactly what he's doing because says one thing, does another. He's been doing it for twenty years on climate. So what would change about that? Do you think we'll see any kind of movement from News Corp at all in, in this space as a good actor at all? Absolutely not. Wow. Is there is there any chance, like, are you, the thing about News Corp is like, uh, you know, obviously they, they run their own race and then you'd see it with something like the um, like the, like the Kevin Rudd election. They, there will come a point where they realise that they can't keep backing a losing horse too publicly and then right at the last minute just to, like, try to keep people on board, they'll make the switch and they'll be like, ah, you know what, that Kevin Rudd is actually a really good guy and then six months later I'll start. It's a terrifying thought to think that Rupert Murdoch would do that before Scott Morrison, but it's possible. Yeah, but I mean, like, is there <laughs> is there a point where, like, 80% of Australians want action on climate change? There, Like, there is just a point now where, like, the only people who don't want to are currently on staff at Sky News. Well, and, and, and or like working that, for the, the last standing fossil fuel company. Yeah, and is there a chance that, like, they're just realizing that they're starting to look so stupid now. Is there any chance of that at all? No. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I kind of knew the answer, but I, I figured you knew more than me, and maybe, maybe I, there's a hope for a better world. It's worth noting in the New York Times article that there is a staff member who's quoted about it who will not be named because he's fearing for his life. You have to kind of look at it that way, right? So if on staff. They've announced this, this big thing and the staff at large are not allowed to say whether they think, well, yeah, it could be good, but uh, it might not. You know, you could get shot for less at News Corp. So, you know, it's not looking good. I want you to know, uh, Blair, that is absolute lies because Joe Hildebrand himself has replied <laughs> to a text when I said, when you can come and talk about the climate thing, come on a rational fear again. He said, love to, love to. We're going to get Joe Hildebrand on to talk about what News Corp, the three articles that News Corp's going to write <laughs> to yeah, promote he, he, climate action. <laughs> he didn't say whether he'd be for or against. No, no, he didn't say. He didn't say. I should text him. Sorry. Also, other other line from the New York Times. There's a, a a phrase that said, "We're going to change and explore the depths of this very complex issue." Oh. Two years ago, the language was, "It's fraudulent and it's a damaging cult." The climate movement. Which is it? It's hard to know. Well, hard that's a lie because nothing in the Daily Telegraph explores in anything in any depth. People, <laughs> people, people just want to turn to Sydney Confidential and see Osher Gunsberg with his shirt off. That's all they want yeah, to see. Yeah, well, who wouldn't? Quite frankly, who wouldn't? I would. I bet they've done like a, a pretty in-depth uh, expose on the Nadia Bartel plate saga. <laughs> I haven't been checking, but I reckon they would have done a full double-page spread every day this week. <laughs> We've seen an exponential rise in carbon and an exponential rise in the sales of Kmart plates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Investigating the climate change effects of cocaine. Yeah, I'm more interested in cocaine capture and storage solutions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping that from all of this perhaps I could get some work as like a climate actor. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know if... 
I, I don't know what the roles are. Um, like I could, I could play like a slightly deeper bit of water or something. Well, Mitch, the, un, unfortunately for you, News Corp are, are who are the climate activist actors who pretend climate change isn't 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 happening is changing their tact. So normally you could just go walk into Sky News and say, "Oh, climate change is rubbish." Maybe, Mitch, you you should just do a self tape. Um, a self-tape audition for a variety of different crisis actor roles. So you can just be like, hello, my name's Mitch Garling. Um, I'm here from Star Now. My next role will be school shooter. And then yeah. just do that. And then he's like, hello, my name's Mitch Garling. I'm uh, five foot ten, And now I'm going to do victim of climate change. And, you know, scream in pain yeah. as the fire burns. Just do, just set yourself up for the whole gamut of options. Look, and that will help with range. Like that will show a mm. lot of range. Like there's yeah. not... I don't know how many people in Australia are able to do that kind of contrast of like I'm 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 water I'm also fire like there's different The great thing about the climate change crisis actor is that right now we're all acting method um, so it's really good. We are Stanislavskiing this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put me in Steppenwolf for the climate change play. Hey, Lewis, do you remember a few months back, June, when we were performing in Newcastle, mm-hmm. we imagined what would it be like if Alan Jones all of a sudden became <clears throat> a, a climate action hero and actually started writing articles for endorsing climate action? <laughs> I'm not saying that Irrational Fear forced this change from News yeah. Corp, but, you know, they... Gave them an idea. Gave them yeah. an idea. Yeah. Quite clearly. I can't. I really hope to have to see that. It's going to be as natural as Scott Morrison's "Are You Okay?" Day video. (laughs) (laughs) I think we. I think we can all agree that uh, climate pollution is a huge problem. (laughs) God, (laughs) watching Alan Jones like talk about getting uh, emissions down, it would be like watching um, Johnny Depp in the Pistol and Boo video. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh. Emissions need to come down yeah. because, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It'd be very hard for him to do, very difficult. Blair, you know, you have been doing this for so long and you have got a good... I know, starting the show, right? Starting no, but, th- but thank you. <laughs> but thank you for all of the work that you've done uh, for, oh, this mo- for this movement for so long. And uh, if you would, in your heart of hearts, be generous to News Corp for just one second... <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, you know, you know, what if, what if Blair, they are going to be a good actor? What would it look like to you? Like, what would you like to see them do if, if they to make good on this idea that that they've put forward in there other really media? There really is. There is only three things. The banner headline across every paper: "We were wrong." Mufred Murdoch at the COP opening ceremony. I was wrong and I sacrificed myself to all of the planet Earth for you to do whatever you must with me because at this point I've done, I have no single human has done more damage than I have. So I offer myself up and that's it. That's what I want. I want his head on a platter. River Murdoch on stage stage at Glasgow say, hello, I'm River Murdoch. I was wrong. Here's this Tesla charger. I'm going to put it in my chest and let Lachlan run the country. Ah." It got really dark for a second there. It It went from like I want a print on the front of the newspaper to like just like a public murder. Like 
<laughs> there was there was two, but but I'm so I'm I'm not saying I'm not a no, I'm not with not you. a public not murder, a defestration, martyrdom. It was River Murdoch is yeah. a climate martyr. That's martyr. what we'd like Perfect. to say. We need more. We need more. That is it for a rational fear. Big thank you to our guests Bear, Blair Police, Mitch Garling, Lewis Hobber. What would you like to plug, folks? Mitch, do you want to plug something? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Much appreciated. Um, I'll be uh, not pretending to be a COVID actor for the foreseeable future. And I've got a podcast called Dead Dad Society. I started it. It's like a bit of a therapy group in the form of a podcast. I started it uh, when my dad died. So I just have people on that have lost parents or lost, you know, sisters, brothers, or even just, you know, crazy, crazy things happening in their lives that maybe you might need a bit of therapy I am not trained to be a therapist in any way. <laughs> it was more that I just wanted to, uh, I think I just wanted to get my own stuff out and it was well, good to hey, have people on. And if you pay on Patreon, that's a whole cheap, that's much cheaper than a therapist. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite nice actually the other way around uh, <laughs> as opposed to out, giving my yeah. money out, really. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. Uh, Blair, what would you like to plug? Well, uh, Climate and Capital Media, keep an eye. It's free to sign up and read what we got going. And it tracks the kind of trends on climate and the opportunities. So if you're looking at what you can do, how you can invest, and what you need to know about the issue, it's all there. And uh, with COP coming up, now's the time. Great. Lewis, do you want to plug anything? No, Dan, just get out there, stream Guy Sebastian, um, get around him. <laughs> He's had a rough week. Get some uh, Nature's get those... Way Vita gummies into you. Absolutely. Nature's Way. Um, <laughs> the only way. A big thanks to the Bertha Foundation. Jacob Round on the Teppanyaki timeline. Uh, I feel for him he's got to edit this together tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Our mics are from Road Mics. And a big thank you to Patreon supporters. Another bumper week of Patreon supporters joining up to enjoy the show. Grandmaster Too Sweet is back. Sky King has joined up. Darren Nash, Curtis Jackson, Stephen Joseph. Louise Meckelvogue has joined up. A big uh, media consultant who I've worked with in the past. Comedy director Casey Anning has signed up. Hey, she's a big, Casey. Yeah, she's a big deal these hey. days. I've, I've convinced mm. her to come on the show, Lewis. She's going to come on. Oh, I love Casey. And Andrew Partington and also a brilliant animator and illustrator Adele K. Thomas, who's been a long-time listener of the pod, has also signed up. If you want to support what we do here at Irrational Fear, go to patreon.com forward slash Fear. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. Oh, and next week we've got um, Heath Franklin and Nino Yama. So come back next week for them. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.